0: Hello and welcome to this podcast from World Radio Gardening, this edition brought to you by Fostrogen. Well, let's talk hanging baskets. For some reason, they're all the rage at the moment. It must be the time of year. Ken Crowder has been to Rittle University College. There he met up with lecturer Tom Cole. And top of the talking agenda, you've guessed it, Hanging Baskets.
1: Tom, here we are just outside the greenhouse, and you've got a lovely lot of plants in there, haven't you? Well, it's birching, isn't it? <laughs> Summer's with us, and we've got loads of flowers. <laughs> now, we're talking baskets today, Tom, because it's something that, I mean, to say they're eye-catching, I
2: suppose, is true, isn't it? Because they're actually, usually, and should be, hung at eye level, shouldn't they? At high height, so you can see everything, and it's a it's a complement to sort of vertical gardening really we all garden down at ground level but this gives us something else to look at another another focal point.
1: And on the fronts of houses or by the door they really look good don't
2: they? Absolutely you know they could be in those sort of manger type baskets that fix to the wall or it could be on a on a trough sitting on a wall or on a patio even as well. So plenty of options aren't they? Absolutely yes.
1: Now you know you've got a few baskets here so let's look at this one which is a wire basket um How would you personally, I mean we've got all these plants to choose
2: from, but how would you actually go about setting this basket up? Well I I do like using wire baskets because you've got that ability to not just plant in the top but of course you can plant in the side. And actually if you do it really well you could even join two half baskets together and create a ball. I've done that before with a few plants like pansies or violas, they work really really well. But a wire basket's great because it gives you that flexibility to use all aspects of its sides. So what do we line it with? Uh, Well, there's a whole range of things you can use these days. You can use things like uh, coir mats. Uh, So they look a little bit like dried up moss, uh, as our moss does tend to look like that in the summer. So it looks naturalistic. Uh, It could be, though, if you're saving a few sort of pennies, even black polythene, um, although looking a little bit uh, grim to begin with, halfway through the season, all those trailing plants start to hide the edges. So it's a cheaper option.
1: Do you know what I like best? Go on, sphagnum moss because oh, I think well, I, it looks best. I
2: think that's really good and also it does hang on to that moisture and it does look quite natural um, so you go and get that, get some farmed uh, uh, moss, I would use that even things like compressed card uh, containers or even still use cuttings from your uh, evergreen hedges, I've used conifer hedges really? Yeah, clippings, just line them all in and then put a subsequent liner in there a plastic liner so that when you water the soil stays where it is and doesn't actually leach out and run down down your white walls and onto your patio. So then we, we fill, the, fill the basket, I suppose, with a good compost. Yeah, good, a good sort of um, fibrous compost, something that's gonna hang on to moisture to a degree. Um, and I tend to build it up in stages. If I'm using moss, I partway fill the moss up from the base to about halfway. I cut a plastic sheet out of the compost bag I'm using. That's really to sort of hang on to moisture. You could use a saucer. If you want yeah, to, some people do, don't they? All yeah.
1: sources in the bottom.
2: Bring your compost in, um, and then you could introduce your first tier of planting on the sides. Now, what
1: size of plants? Because you've got to get them through this wire, haven't you? Do you put them in from the outside?
2: Yeah, I mean, depending on the size of the basket, if it's like a 16-inch basket, you might get away with using 9-centimetre potted plants. But to be quite honest, you are better go in from the next size down and use plug plants. They can easily filter in uh, from the outside in and also make sure when you're putting that root ball in, it's not stuck between the moss and the plastic liner insert. It's it's in contact with that moisture. So
1: that's really important. Now, as you move up, I suppose you can use some of the, I mean, look at your larger plants here. You're nearly ready to ready to plant out plants. You could use those, couldn't you, in the top?
2: Absolutely, yes. I mean, something like a, a 10 or 12-inch basket, you probably get away with about five plants, maybe even six plants in the top. That size, though, i probably look at four, four or five plants if they're nine centimetre. Plugs, slightly smaller, which means you can get more in. I actually like to have a packed-out basket, because you're always gonna, you have to always water this to a degree. Um, so be careful of spacing, don't put them too close together.
1: Now we can use things like geranium, trailing geranium, bacopa. What else have we got? Uh, Bidens, oh, which has got a yeah. lovely
2: trailing effect. Loads of verbenas, upright and trailing. Lobelias. Yeah, yeah. lobelias. You've got things like blue cascade. Um, you've also got things like uh, petunias. You've got upright forms. You've got trailing forms.
1: Perfume forms.
2: You have. Uh, we've got. We've, I think we might say fuchsias. There's things like begonias. You've got the tuberous upright types, and you've also got the trailing forms. Goes there's on and on, There's a load. It? There's a load there you can use.
1: Now, how do we feed them, then? Because, uh, you know... It can sometimes be possibly a bit of a chore to feed them and and they're baskets, they're hanging up, aren't they?
2: Well, they are, actually. I mean, what you can do is you can mix in a feed. Uh, You can mix in your phosgen slow-release plant food um, and well, As with the compost? Yeah, just mix it in because this particular product, there's two things really. One, it's got to feed, so we know it's going to promote all types of growth, but particularly flowering and also vegetative growth. But the other thing is, we always worry about this, is watering. You mentioned that earlier on. You've got this sort of uh, cr- water retaining sort of gel type crystal that you can put in. It's roughly about four scoops for a sort of reasonably sized uh, basket, Double that if it's much bigger.
1: So, what? So, something like a 12-inch basket. What? Four scoops will be enough in the compost, do you reckon?
2: Um, I, I think 10 to 12, 12 plus. You might want to double it. Okay. Um, and simply sprinkle that in, work it into the compost. It'll start to react with any moisture in it, and it creates these little reservoirs. So, what you've got then is pockets of moisture, which, in theory, then is going to reduce your watering. And also give your plants a perfect access point to moisture. Because that is the really
1: important point, isn't it? I mean, you've said watering, you've got the wind around them, you've got the sun. So really it's holding the moisture in the basket is so
2: important, isn't it? Well, they reckon actually that uh, this particular product might actually reduce your need to water by up to about 75%. That's mind-blowing, isn't it? Well, that's brilliant, isn't it?
1: Um, Now, what about that fertiliser? Is it going to last right through the season?
2: Well, it's going to give you a good supply of food uh, through most of the season. Actually, I would say up to a good six months. So really, it's going to take the basket through the year, isn't it? It is, well? actually. It's going to take you right way through to the frost, at least. So
1: that can't be bad. So we're done, aren't we? We're <laughs> <laughs> done, aren't we? Now, you know, the thing is, and you do notice this, that baskets dry out. You st- I'm, I'm talking about other people's, not yours, Tom, oh, but no, other no, people's no. basket. They dry out, they're ignored, um, and particularly, people don't think of feeding plants, do they, at all? They really just, I mean, you couldn't do without food for a week, could you? Well, gosh, no, I'd pass out. <laughs> uh,
2: but, you know, people don't tend to put it in because they think, oh, that compost is fine, that's going to do everything for my plant, I'm going to have a perfect growing, vegetative grove. lots of stems, lots of leaves, lots of flowers. Um, or it could be they're not quite sure about what sort of feed uh, to that's get. That's a good point. Yeah, they're sort of bamboozled by lots of products. You know, what we need is a product that's going to give us good leafy and stem growth, a small amount for root, and then a, and then probably about the same in terms of leaf and vegetative for your flowers, because that's really what you're growing it for.
1: And because I suppose, the same, the same old thing, a lot of us are very busy these days, both possibly working and things like that, you don't come home and think, oh, I've got to feed the baskets. And no, I suppose it, that's why this slow-release one, you know, that's giving food all the time... It's labour-saving,
2: isn't it? So, you I mean, you've done it. You haven't got to do any more. You're actually complete for that for that rest of the year. That's absolutely perfect. I mean, some people just forget, don't they? Oh,
1: yes, lots <laughs> of people forget. <laughs> now, come on then, let's, uh, let's look at the feeding because, you know, if we're going to talk feeding... Why is it so important, the feed? That, that That's the thing, surely. I mean, we've just said, you just said root, stem and flower. But
2: what, what are we actually adding? Well, you're adding, uh, with feeds, you're, you're buying a product that's on the back of it, got uh, the breakdown of all the feed and usually that's in ratios Uh, so you're looking at sort of volumes of feed uh, within the compost. In this particular case you've got a fairly even split between nitrogen and uh, potassium nitrogen good for leafy uh, growth and stem growth because you want the structure now they've got the structure we want to promote good flowering growth so the same proportion of potassium uh, for flowers. Also you are going to get a degree of hardiness built in there because it thickens up the cell walls but you also want a root system but you don't want to have too much you don't need too much you don't need as much as the other two nitrogen and potassium you need probably slightly less so you've got a ratio of here 11 5 11 11 is nitrogen 5 is phosphorus 11 is potassium now okay
1: we've looked at baskets but when's the best time to actually use this first I know you're gonna say now aren't you <laughs> well yes
2: but really beginning of the season onwards yeah. which uh, actually if those of you are blessed with a heated greenhouse or a room that's not going to get too cold, we can start these baskets off much, much earlier. You know, you can start them off in February, March time, so that when it comes to really plant them out in May, middle of May, you have got an absolutely burgeoning, instantaneous feature that's giving you lots of colour.
1: Now, you know, talking talking feeding, if we were, if we were you know, watering and perhaps adding this feed to baskets and things, when would be the best time to do that sort of work to a basket? Uh,
2: I tend to do it at the sort of latter end of the day, really. Sort water of, then. yeah. Really make sure there's good moisture in there. Uh, so ideal in the evening, um, really, when it's not too bright, and it's not too sunny. Sometimes you can get scorching. Uh, on your leaves and you know think about also it's not too blowy you know it's it's a fairly sort of um, static day when it comes to wind.
1: So what you're saying is that uh, the fosthogen slow release plant food and moisture control is really pretty good for covering baskets and bedding.
2: I think so I think there's also potential there to cover not just your ornamentals but also things like your fruiting plants so you know don't hanging forget. baskets with tomatoes absolutely or even things like strawberries or you could to a certain extent use herbs herbs on the whole though things like thyme and salvia the sage um, even things like rosemary as well they need a slightly slightly drier anyway really but this is going to be a good complement for them
0: ken crow they're talking hanging baskets with tom cole from riddle university college plant them arrange them water them feed them Sit back and enjoy them. Well, that brings to an end this podcast from World Radio Gardening. Thank you for listening. This edition brought to you by Fostrogen. Come back to our website often for the next podcast from World Radio Gardening.